listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 238. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who mysteriously forgets that he's in charge when it comes to blowjobs, John Brownstone. (laughs) 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 And I've left him speechless. (laughs) What can I say? I'll pay for it later. Yes, you will. But it'll be worth it. Are you sure? Oh, I have your uh, undivided attention. Maybe. Worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week, we're going all in on Kinktober with another discussion on kinks um, with regards to relationships because we can't help ourselves. Uh, This (laughs) time, we're talking about what to do or what to think about when your kinks don't align with your current partner or a potential partner. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. Show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, and spoiler alert, if you are following us there, you have already seen a picture of a little furry fluff ball named Onyx. More about that in the bonus section. <laughs> or you can follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. As always... Big thank you, big shout out, big oh my gosh, what will we do without you to our kinky patrons, our proud crickets on Patreon. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. Uh, we actually have a special live stream this week that we're recording just for patrons to talk about a new feature that we will then talk about later more publicly, but we're starting with the patrons because uh, <laughs> we do stuff like that. Um, so if you would like super secret stuff nobody else gets uh to see or do or hear or whatever uh you can join us on patreon patreon.com slash kayla lords patreon.com slash kayla lords or link in the show notes or links in all the appropriate places and you can join us for as low as two dollars a month i think i'll join i like secret stuff you are my secret stuff Mm. (laughs) okay so before we get into the topic uh an announcement crap oh yeah i was like what was my announcement (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I didn't write it down. I remembered it when we were talking to, to folks on the live stream. Um, we are going to do a special separate only live stream slash podcast recording next Thursday, October 22nd to unveil John Brownstone, Brownstones. I'll say your name. I've said your name before. We've met. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Come here often? <laughs> weekly. I'm here weekly. John brownstone's new kinky fuckery shop Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna talk about it it's an infomercial so if you're not interested you can skip it but we're proud of it we're gonna show off the stuff you make we're gonna talk about the new shop uh you can get that's not a sneak peek but you can follow us on social media right now at the kinkery Mm -hmm. twitter instagram and facebook even though i will not be on facebook very often i'm just saying but it's there um, and yeah, so that is October 22nd for the live stream, mm-hmm. noon Eastern, like we do all of our other live streams, uh, for podcast listeners, my intention is for that to go out on that Thursday. So you'll get a podcast on Thursday and you'll get a podcast on Friday of that week. Um, but the reason I want the podcast to go out as quickly as possible, hi, podcast editor, daddy, I needed to go out that week. Um, <laughs> 
because we're going to do a special coupon code for a limited amount of time, and I want everybody to have access to the information as soon as possible. So, yeah, that's next week. Uh, I'll be posting it in other places. Don't worry. You don't have to, like, make yourself a member. Um, but I did want to announce that, that that is coming, that it is the third thing I'm launching that I've been working on all summer mm -hmm. and into fall. Uh, and I'm ready to be done launching shit for a while is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so that is the one long-winded announcement. Now we're going to talk about the topic. All right. About kinks not aligning. Um, now we did do an episode, I believe it was episode 213, on compatibility. And I know we talked about this mm -hmm. in that episode because that's a part of it. Your kinks are part of your compatibility. Um, but I thought even with that episode, we get so many questions from people who are like, I like this, but my partner doesn't like that. Usually from people who are transitioning either into kinks or discovering new kinks. And it's one of those things where I thought of, I found out about a kink and I say it to my partner and they have a visceral negative reaction. Oh, like a deer in headlights or a, Oh God, no kind of reaction. <laughs> and so it's like, what do I do? Um, we don't have any like hard, fast, rules always do this, this will always work. But I did wanna have the discussion to give you options to think about and ways of mm -hmm. thinking about it. I think some people come at it with, oh, these kinks don't align, so therefore we can't be together. Um, and then some people go, oh, these kinks don't align, so I can never experience them at all. And I sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, and we are specifically focusing on kinks. Now, some people would say, uh, and I can understand it, the, the power exchange is a kink and it is technically, but for some of us, it's also part of our identity. So that gets a little fuzzy. Um, I think we did talk about that in compatibility because we have known uh, a relationship that transitioned from vanilla to BDSM. Mm -hmm. Both of them were tops slash doms so they could not have the power exchange part with each other and the way they worked around that was to each have their own submissive or bottom partners and then to develop their own personal relationship i think in their case irrespective of kinks like they didn't actually get kinky together but they were still life partners until they were no longer life partners mm -hmm. um i think most of our discussion will really focus on like Spanking, bondage, you know, pick a kink, any kink. Hmm. Um, but I think some of it can apply to power exchange too, because we have seen people figure their way around, around that. that. Okay. Yep. So I actually tried to be organized for this one. Ooh. I feel like I should get a gold star for that. Um, <laughs> and we're going to break this down into three, hopefully we stick with this, uh, three ways of looking at this. So you have figured out that you there's a kink you want. Uh, mm -hmm. impact play, hit me, bruise me, make me cry. I want it to hurt. I, however you <laughs> are interested <laughs> in impact play, or please let me hit you and make you cry and make it hurt. Thanks. Um, but your partner is like, no, I can't do that. I won't do that. I'm not interested in that. Mm -hmm. I've recent questions. It's essentially come down to, I'm afraid to do that. And I'm not willing to yeah. explore. Um, if we haven't done an episode on fear and how it holds us back, sometimes we probably should um, because that can sometimes be overcome and sometimes it can't or shouldn't. And that's a whole different conversation. Um, so the first thing right. 
way of looking about this. Your kinks are not aligning. You want a thing you really, really want your partner is not going to give you. Okay. Do your other kinks align? Do you have other well, things you want to do together? Yeah. I mean, when you and I first got together, you were like, I would love to tie you up. And I was like, mm, could you not though? That. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were very, uh, <laughs> Very iffy about that. I was just not interested. And the reason mm-hmm. I was not interested was because I didn't have any experience with rope bondage. And I didn't. It's so sad. I made a decision based on zero experience or knowledge of a thing. <laughs> but it happens. We've all been there. Um, and so I could not conceive of what it would be like or what it yeah. would feel like. And based on what I thought I could conceive, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't want well, that. Well, see, here's here's the thing that I will say about you. When it when you say rope bondage, you like being tied to the bed. Yes, I like being for for a purpose of play. I like being held down, pushed down. Yeah, yeah. You do not like shibari. It it that is not your you. You endure it for yes, me. Yes, I tolerate it. You, you, you tolerate it in small doses for me, mm-hmm. but you are not what most people would liken to a, a true rope bottom. Oh, God, no. I'm not coming to you going, hmm, is the rope coming out this week? Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. So for, for you, the rope serves a purpose. Yes, and this is off, uh, we're already off script because this comes out another question <laughs> of... Is it a hard limit they refuse? Is it a thing that they either don't care about or would rather not, but would be willing as long as you don't pressure them mm-hmm. to try? Because when I was willing to finally try, yeah, I went, oh, there are some things I like. Not enough for me to be excited about it. Not enough mm-hmm. for me to go, oh, yeah, let's de- definitely do that again as soon as possible. But there were, I got some enjoyment out of it. Yeah. That I might not crave. I think that's part of it. I, I think for you, what you got out of it was that with, with the rope, I always had my hands on That it. was a big part of it, You yeah. are not one of those people that as soon as the rope touches you, oh God, no. you, you slip into rope space. Or no, subspace. I liked the squeezy aspect of it because yeah. it was a control aspect. But mm-hmm. I can get that squeezy aspect in other ways. I don't need it to be rope. Yeah. So, but that goes on, that, that offshoots into, is it something you're willing to at least try to find out how you really feel about mm-hmm. it? Is it something you're willing to endure? Because yes, I think what, and, and I want to be careful with the word endure. Endure is usually this thing I actually <laughs> hate, but I'm going to grit my teeth and get through. That is not what I mean. None of us should be having to do that unless we willingly, clear-eyed, clear mind, go into it knowing that's the thing and we're choosing that wholeheartedly. But there are things we've done that I did because it made you happy and I it was not a hard limit of a visceral, I hate this, please make this go away. It was, I just don't care about it. And I think part of the confusion with the kinks not aligning is that sometimes we get, and if you want it to be this way all the time, Cool, great. 
But I think there's this thinking that every kink we do with a partner and everything we experience with a partner should be at the level of, I crave it, I can't sleep at night for thinking about it. Now I am mm-hmm. here for some of those things. A good spanking, tie me to the St. Andrew's cross, beat my mm-hmm. ass, make me cry, pull my hair. Like, yes, there yeah. are those moments. But then there are some things that it's like, yeah, it's not so bad. Did you have a good time? You had a great time and I'm not unhappy. Okay, and that can still be an enjoyable moment. But see, I think that comes down to understanding, and and we touched on this in in the prior episode, but I want to go back to it a little bit. It comes back to understanding your core kinks. Yes, we talked about that in our hierarchy of needs. Yes. Kinky needs episode. Mm -hmm. And and like for me, it's spanking. Mm -hmm. it's, It's impact play. That is something in in this lifestyle that that drives me i i love that that impact play whether it's paddles floggers hand spanking that to me is is my core kink if if we did not have that there would be a problem there would be houston we have a problem right but that's going to get into my last point on this about mm-hmm. if your core kink and my core kink do not align and we cannot find a happy medium with it, then we're going to get there. We're jumping ahead because we don't know how to be organized. Um, (laughs) So, okay, so uh, section A, section one, subsection A, I diverge from my list. (laughs) Is it something that you don't hate? You're not, it's not a hard limit. You just don't care. Could you try it? Could you find something to enjoy? Let us be clear, a partner should not be pressuring you to do anything you have said you're not interested in. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do, okay? Consent is still key. But, I mean, because we didn't. I wasn't interested in bondage. We didn't do it for ages. Right. And then something happened. Do you remember what happened? No. I don't either. And I went, yeah, sure. And then I found things that I like about it. Not to the level of craving, not to the level of being a true rope bottom. I'm not going in any rope space. I'm not asking for rope. But when he's like, "Mm, I'd like to play with rope tonight. I'm like, oh, cool. Can we take a cool picture? Because that's what happens. He'll tie Mm -hmm. me up in some way with some pretty rope. And I'm like, take a picture. Put it on Instagram. Um, Or I'll get that nice squeezy feeling. Or it's a moment of touch now i annoy him towards the end because i get very fidgety she's a baby girl she fidgets and, it's and like, i gotta stand there and or lay there and all uh, this because this is because <laughs> this isn't me enjoying rope bondage this is me submitting yeah and there for me is a difference and sometimes i'm not very good at submitting if it requires that i stand still <laughs> but let's get back to uh section one subsection b okay do other kinks of yours align? So what if your um, base need had been bondage and my base need had been impact play? Because in your in our hierarchy of needs, right above impact play was bondage for yeah. you. Well, what if those have been reversed? Can mm. you, is there something else that you both really enjoy doing together? Because that's part of sort of the fallacy of, kinky relationships is that you are somehow supposed to have all of the same kinks, do all of the same kinks together, that your life is completely and utterly ruined if there's a kink you can't do with this partner. Now, sometimes you can't, you can't be with a partner if you can't do certain things. I know I can't have a vanilla partner. If I can't relate Mm -hmm. to you in a power exchange kind of way, this isn't going to work. 
It's just not. I've been there, done that in vanilla relationships. I default to a very submissive headspace, at minimum a bottom, okay? So you gotta be prepared to be in control and in charge on some level. If, mm -mm, mm -mm. if you're not, if you're just not wired that way, I know it's not gonna work. But if you tolerated spankings, but they weren't your go-to, and I tolerate bondage, we can find happy mediums with other kinks. Yeah. We can explore that. Y yeah. Oh, I had another you, thought, but go ahead. And, and I think that's, that's a good word, explore, because, you know, the, the, the world of kink is so broad. Mm -hmm. um, you need to be able to experience um, a lot of things, okay? You may not like it, but, you know, if you try it, um, you know, for some people I've heard them say, well, you know, I, I tried it once, I was kind of eh, tried it twice, yeah, it was okay. Tried it a third time, mm -hmm. and that was the charm for them, and, mm. and they loved it. Some people, they, they, it, it just doesn't, you know, a particular thing doesn't strike them. And, and that's okay, but, you know, yeah, you know, everybody has their hard limits, and, and they're not going to, you know, cross that line. Even me, I have specific hard limits, and no way I ain't going there. But, you know, those other things that you kind of label as curious about, mm -hmm. you know, you, you may find other other outlets. Mm -hmm. the, the thing that came to mind, and you kind of touched on this, is those three kinks that you have on your list, they're not the only three kinks. Okay, everything's a kink, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything's yeah. a kink. Yeah. Um, so that exploration can be key because you might have your three main kinks and they may be very important to you. And truly only you can decide if they are important enough that it's a deal breaker in a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a personal decision and there's no right or wrong, okay? There is not, I'm not gonna tell you that you need to stick it out. I'm not gonna tell you to run and dump that person, okay? Mm -mm. You, you can decide for yourself. Um, your happiness does get to be a key component in that, and sure. you should make those decisions with that in mind. Um, but just because you know about a few kinks does not mean that's all the things, one, that is out there, and two, that you might be interested in with this partner. Now, the desire to explore and discover new ones together and just maybe go on a journey of trying them out together, that is also dependent on is do you perceive that this relationship is worth that effort as well? Mm -hmm. um, I liked what you were saying about trying, for some people, trying a kink multiple times to, to figure out if they really like it. Yeah. Part of that is an experiencing the first time you do something, it's gonna be awkward as fuck most of the time. So <laughs> yeah. it's like having sex together for the first time. Every mm -hmm. once in a while, that first time is fucking magic, but most of the time there's a little bit of awkwardness there and it yeah. gets better over time. Um, same is true with kink, but also there's multiple ways to explore a single kink. So you're gonna start from a point of where you discovered it and an example you saw or heard. And if that one appeals to you, you're, that's what you're gonna try first. And mm -hmm. in, in the actual act of that kink, you may go, oh, no, no, I don't like this. It's not <laughs> always the kink that needs to be tossed away. It's the method that you practice it. Mm. Um, I know people who, now they built up to this, but their wax play is all over their body. Well, if we had started wax play by dripping it on my tits, 
we would not do wax play because no. that would have been too much for me. Mm-hmm. We started, I think we actually started with my butt more than anything. Yeah. And then we actually moved up, moved up. Now it's my shoulders to my low back, my butt, like wherever you can get it. Right. And we, have we even tried it on my boobs? No, not, not yet. yet. We haven't gotten not that yet. far. But I know that my, some of the first times I ever really saw wax play, it was a, an experienced player who that's where they liked it. Mm-hmm. And if that's what I had seen first and didn't know that there were other options and that's what I had tried, I might've written off wax play. The first time we did try wax play, cause it's not just technique, it's sometimes your tools. The first time we did try wax play, the candle was too fucking hot. It was not the right candle for us. Right. If I had based my decision solely on that, which is a valid thing to do, we all get to decide what we're willing to tolerate and try again or not tolerate mm-hmm. and not try again. But if I had done that and written off wax play, we would not have gone down that yeah. path of let's find a better candle, and, which and changed actually, the experience. And actually for us, it was the third time that was, it was the, the third time that was the charm. Because the, the first candles we tried, yeah, they were total caca. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the next candles we tried were a little better mm-hmm. but still not totally great mm-hmm. and and then through some conversations and and a little bit of luck i found these other candles mm-hmm. and i ordered a couple and and those were kind of like the 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 moment those are going to make it to our top toys of 2020 list yeah. for sure yeah. um that's coming in november um but that was the thing we were invested enough in exploring that kink that we were willing to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our case, it wasn't because our kinks aren't aligning. It's because the kinks we most desperately wanted to do, we just couldn't for a while. Right. Um, so we were willing to explore. And that's, that. now I'll tell you, that's part of the thing. If you and your partner have had these conversations and your main known kinks are not aligning the way you'd like them to, um, the exploration only works it's like anything else to do in kink. It really only works when you're both willing. Now, one of you might do more of the research. You are our researcher. I'm capable of research. Mm-hmm. I just usually don't have fucking time. So you tend to do that. You, I think yeah. it's a control thing too. I think you feel better when you do the research <laughs> and then you make the decision and then you run it by me and I go, yeah, sure. Uh, and we move on. Sometimes <laughs> a dom wants to assign that research to yeah. a submissive as a submissive act. And I used to do that with right. you in, in early on in the beginning, but that but, was when you had more time available. Right, that was too. a different stage in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but you both still have to be willing. So you can go do all that research on this kink because you're like, oh God, our main kinks don't align. I'll go find another kink we can try. But if you forget to have the conversation with your partner first, you might be in for a rude awakening, okay? That that they're not interested yeah. or they just don't like having it sprung on them. Like I'm willing to go almost anywhere JB wants to go in kink world. Uh, physically, metaphysically, emotionally, <laughs> psychologically. But if you spring it on me, the immediate answer will be no, unless it's something I was secretly thinking about and hadn't told you either. But trying to like guess that or count on that, that's total crapshoot. Yeah. Much better to go, hey, so you can't be doing this thing anymore or don't want to do this thing that I want to do. Can we try something different? Can we figure it out? I'll do the research. I'll bring you the information. We can talk about it later. Um, that's the one of communicate. Mm-hmm. That little sample conversation might not be the best method, but communication is the best way around that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, look Gotta for other kinks it. that align and see if you can focus on uh, different things because the truly the more you explore, especially if you're relatively new to kink, like I'm imagining 
typically it's vanilla relationships transitioning into DS where you don't know your kinks yet. Um, but I can also see it if you're two kinksters who have met at a virtual munch or back in the day when going to the club was an easy, safe thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you met this person and you connected with them on an emotional level and you're like really into them, but then you get into the conversation about your kinks and you're like, oh, Jesus, okay, we, we're we not aligning here on my major things. You have to decide if the uh, relationship is worth that. But yeah, look to see what else is out there that either you just don't know yet or you haven't tried yet or, you know, can can other kinks align and it be good enough for you. That's the key though. You could have other kinks aligned, but you might not be getting the satisfaction you really want. And mm-hmm. then it's maybe time to go a little deeper. And so the next question ah. it, that in my little sectioning of this topic is on that kink that doesn't align. Maybe this should have been the first one. Y'all was taking <laughs> notes at the end of a long day. Uh, is how important is this kink? Mm. Let's be clear. It's okay if it's super fucking important. It's okay mm. if it's the most important kink you've got and it has to be fulfilled. It is okay to decide that you cannot move forward with this relationship with this person in this way if this kink can't be fulfilled. But I think it's worth the introspection, the self-reflection, the conversation with yourself, the soul searching, pick your word to know that. Yeah. I think, because I think sometimes what we do is we get really tied to an idea because it's the first one that was presented. It was the one that got us into this space, this kink space to begin with. It's Mm -hmm. the one that we've watched the most porn around or read the most erotica. (laughs) We're just the most intrigued about it but maybe it's not actually our most important one. Maybe mm-hmm. there's some element of that kink that isn't the activity, but maybe it's the feeling produced or the connection yeah. produced that's most important. And if it's the kink, valid, that's completely valid. Yeah. But what if it's not? What if it's like the rope thing? I thought rope was, oh Lord, he's going to time a knot around me and actually the rope thing is oh he's gonna touch me here and he's gonna do that and it's gonna be an mm, mm, mm. right and while i know for you it really is about the tying of the rope another element to that is, is that is that physical connection right yes. so spanking impact play is important to us right and part of that is the impact mm-hmm. part of that is the combination of our sadist and our masochist getting along and yeah. playing well and if something were to happen, and it kind of has where we haven't really been able to do impact play, are, is it rough going for us when, when while impact play was completely cut out for a while? Yes, it was very rough going. But we did look for other ways for the sadist to play with the masochist mm-hmm. and have a good time yeah. together because that is part of that connection. True. So... Before you say, I can never date that person because this one one kink I have doesn't align with them and their kinks, make sure you know what it is about that kink. Now, sometimes you're still only gonna know theory. If you're really new or to that particular kink or to kink in general, it really still is based on some level of fantasy, some level of theory, mm-hmm. a lot of watching and listening and paying attention, but not experiencing it yet. Um, but it is still okay to decide a kink is just super important. Um, and mm. I think it's 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 okay if anybody needs permission out there to think that that kink 
is important enough to determine the future of a relationship. Let me explain to you. If I have, when I, if, when I go out looking for an additional partner, they better have at least top energy. You better know how to tell me what to do or we're both <laughs> going to be lost there together just looking at one another, doing not a fucking thing. Uh, I like submissive people as people. I cannot be in a relationship with a submissive person because we just sit there and look at one another. Because if I have to take charge and make it happen, that's called work. And I don't want that. <laughs> but I know that. And so, mm-hmm. and I know why. And I know... I have done the work and paid attention and God dissected my whole fucking past to figure that out so I can be really emphatic about it. And it doesn't mean that the those people are bad people. It means they're a bad fit for me. It means they could be yeah. a great kink friend that maybe I top, we top and bottom together, but I'm not going to be in a relationship with them because I right. know how important that is. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think, a really important part of that equation because it's very possible that you'll do that introspection and go, well, I really only know about it in that porn I keep watching on repeat. Um, maybe there's something else I could, you know. Yeah. You, it, it's a squishy thing because we, it's okay to be like really uh attached to that idea because you found it in porn i mean i I want you to be realistic about that idea that you found in Mm. porn but it is okay it's just go deeper than that you know learn more about it get some uh information about other people's experiences with that kink to really get an understanding and go yeah it really is this kink Mm -hmm. or oh well maybe it is the connection and i think if you're in a relationship currently and maybe you're doing that transition or you've, you've sprung this new kink that you want to practice or try on your partner and they're like, no, thank you. I think if they're willing, consent being key, it's okay to have that conversation with them once you've done a little bit of that like thinking about it to explore what it is you're looking for mm-hmm. with that kink because what may happen in that conversation is you touch on what you want is a certain kind of connection and they might go, Ooh, I'd like that kind of connection too. Now you have a common (laughs) purpose and then you go back to the first thing and you explore other kinks that can maybe give you that common connection. Oh, so we try and find that common ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. Okay, I'm talking really fast. It might be the fact that I'm on the second coffee, the second very large coffee. (laughs) This is the final one. I don't think, these are just the things that came to my mind based mm-hmm. on um, the conversations I've had with people, the questions they've asked, the way they've asked those questions. So these three things we've talked about technically for do your other kinks align? Mm-hmm. Is it a kink you can tolerate even if you don't love it? Um, how important is this particular kink that's not aligning? Those kinds of conversations. Um, this last one, I'm not saying these three or four that we've talked about and we're going into the last one is the end all be all. They're just what came to my mind. So if one gets left off, it's not personal. It's okay. <laughs> we can talk about that another time too. Um, and I want to be very careful how we approach this next one, this mm. question to ask yourself or the relationship. Because there is now this thinking amongst people that if you are kinky, you must be non-monogamous. No, mm. no, that is not true. But this is something to consider and there's a couple ways of considering it. Right. Okay, And that is, would you or do you feel comfortable getting kinky with other people? 
Mm. Now let's look at this in a, the way. I'll tell you the ways that I was thinking about this, okay. and then we'll dive into the discussion. I had two ways of thinking about this. There was absolutely the non-monogamy route where both of you are comfortable with some level of polyamory, openness, Mm -hmm. ethical non-monogamy, pick your term, for your relationship. The other way I thought about it was for those people who, when they get kinky, it's not always about having some deep, meaningful relationship with another person that they get kinky with, play partner. Right. So you're getting the thing done, but you're not attached to them in the same way. Yeah, because I, I, I think you're you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sprung it on you and your thoughts are collecting themselves. My, my thoughts are collecting. Because I think there's there's a mixing of things here. Uh, when you talk about non monogamy and, and being polyamorous, that lent in my mind that lends itself to being more of a relationship yes. based type of thing okay where you know if you have a desire to be spanked and you cannot be spanked in your relationship you go out and you find a play partner i see this time and time and time again um, at, at one of our local dungeons, there is a gentleman there. He, I, I have watched him on, on any number of occasion uh, through the evening beat six, seven or more people's asses throughout the night at mm-hmm. the dungeon. Um, they come, they play, thank you very much, had a great time, and, and they go their separate ways. There, there is no emotional attachment there. There is no sexual attachment. It is strictly, I need you to beat my ass. I, I, I need this masochistic portion of me fulfilled, and, and I want you to do it. And, and that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. They, they get that need met. Same thing, I, I see that time and time again in, in the rope community. Mm-hmm. We've seen right. it in wax play. We've seen it in cupping. Yes. We've seen it in needle mm-hmm. play, medical play. Yeah. Like all kinds of play. So it, it, I, 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 so I, I think, you know, when you, if, if you try to start mixing in, you know, the term non-monogamy, I, I think that kind of muddies the water a little bit because it's, it's kind of more of a, a play partner type. That's where my conversation was going because uh, for some of us, I'm not like this anymore, but there yeah. was a time I thought this way. Mm-hmm. I thought, I can't let somebody that I don't love spank me. And some people do feel that way, yeah. okay? Now you feel yeah. that way because that's how you feel about your kinks and mm-hmm. how you experience your kinks. And or you feel that way because you're not at a point where you want, you're willing to or able to think differently, okay? Some people, and this is where it needs to be acknowledged. For some yeah. people, their kinks are intertwined with how they experience relationships. They only want to do kinky things within a relationship they've established. True. There was absolutely a time I was like that because my trust issues were so high. If I wasn't yeah. attached to you, you weren't fucking touching me. <laughs> and then I got spanked by people who I'm not attached to in that way. And one of those people I don't even like or respect anymore. And it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. And it opened my eyes. Yeah. To the fact that with the right person, now I'm probably I'm going to be super picky about a play partner because mm. of that trust factor, but I could absolutely bottom for somebody 
who I'm not attached to. And I can keep my feelings separate. There was a time I couldn't have. When I was super new and there was a lot of fucking sub frenzy going on, if you spanked my ass, clearly that meant you loved me and or wanted to fuck me. And those things might've been true, (laughs) but I could not separate that in my mind. So when I ask this question, do you feel comfortable getting kinky with other people? One, you need to know that there's two separate ways to do that. There's absolutely with a play partner and it's somebody you like and respect, but maybe you'll go get a coffee with, maybe you won't. Maybe the only time you fucking see them is at the club. And that's when you get your needs met and then you move on and you're like, yeah, they're a cool person, fine, fine, fine. And you don't think about them otherwise. Alternatively, for some people, there is the conversation to be had about, do we wanna try ethical non-monogamy. Let Mm -hmm. us be very fucking clear. That is not the answer for many people. I won't say most, because that's not true. Uh, Maybe a lot, I don't know. That's not always the answer. And it is not a requirement in kink and BDSM to be non-monogamous. And I, and I, (laughs) it was funny, ages ago, I got a question from somebody who was very concerned. They were like, Oh my God, my local community, everybody's poly. Does this mean I, if I can't call myself a kinkster, if I'm not poly, I'm very monogamous. I'm like, nah, I think that's mm. just the community you're around. Yeah. My community at the time was very monogamous. Like we didn't yeah. know any poly people locally that we saw on a regular basis. So right. depends on your community. Right. But that, that is I, the important distinction. When I first came into the community, there was a fair amount of people who were poly, um, but they were mostly all high protocol. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. And even their their other relationships, they were, those were all. It was like hierarchies and houses. Yes. And, and I know that people yeah. still do that. I know people mm-hmm. listening slash watching right now engage in that, and and that's cool. And that is one way of doing it. But if right. you're sitting there with your partner, and maybe you are transitioning, or this is a, a person that you really like and you want to be with them and maybe form a relationship, but you're realizing serious kinks do not align here. That is one of the questions, the final one on my list, though not the final question, to ask yourself, do you feel comfortable getting kinky with other people? And then break that down. What does that mean to you? If your initial reaction is, oh, well, that always means I have to be in a relationship. What I would say is you need to rethink that because Mm -hmm. no, it doesn't. To your point earlier, when you were very worried about our muddy water here. (laughs) (laughs) I had thought about those muddy waters. Thank you. But I do want to acknowledge that there are people who cannot separate their kink from their relationship. And so then it becomes a question of, well, how important is monogamy to me? Let me go back to every other point we've made in this episode. Mm -hmm. It is okay if you have to be monogamous. Much better to know yourself and to just respect who you are and live that truth. Mm -hmm. The thing I would say, just as a thought exercise, because uh, I once heard this in another, I think it was actually about gender that I I, I read this, but I, this, I think this holds true for everything. You know you have a privilege in something if you've never had to think about, am I, aren't I? So it, it's, I wouldn't call it a, a vanilla privilege, but we think about, am I a kinkster? What does it mean to be a kinkster? Am I sub? Am I dom? Who am I, right? Like we already have these thoughts. Um, well, extend that to monogamy. 
it is okay if the answer is yes, I'm very monogamous and I'm happy that way. I want to keep it that no. way. But there's nothing wrong with the thought exercise, just expanding your reality to understand that there are other options out there, even if you do not choose those other options. But for some people, allowing themselves the freedom to yeah. think about it may allow you to explore in deeper ways, especially if part of you does have that thought of for wherever wherever it might have come from of, oh, if I get kinky with somebody, clearly I'm in a relationship. Expanding your mind and your horizons on what that can mean could lead you to going, you know, actually I could just play with somebody and it doesn't mean right. anything. And I can do that and still be in this really happy relationship. Mm -hmm. Now let us be clear, like many, 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 many societal norms in our world and in our life, you may have some baggage to unpack mm -hmm. with how you think of monogamy, just like there's baggage to unpack with how we think about our sexuality and our kinks and our gender and all yeah. of the things. But it's like everything else. Your kinks aren't aligning. Well, what are your other options? You have options. Yeah. It's about I whether you want to embrace them or use them or I'm take not, them. I'm or, not sure why, but, and, and maybe I'm oversimplifying this a little bit, you're but, good at that, and that's a good skill to have. Right, quite frankly, okay. I overcomplicate things. But I, I think sometimes I see in in the kink community, um, there there's too much of a, um, and I, I can't think of the word. I and I don't know where to go with. Um, there there's there's too much put on expressing your kinks mm. okay i if you use the correlation of say a vanilla relationship all right um we have if, if you explore a relationship outside of our power exchange outside of our kink we have commonalities mm -hmm. right um we like same music we have a tendency to like the same movies. We have the same humor. Humor. Minus the puns. You know, food, different things we like have that. similar outlook on life, just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we have those commonalities. Now, you love to cross-stitch. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely no freaking interest in cross-stitching <laughs> whatsoever. You don't want to pick out patterns. I, you don't want to buy thread. I don't want to know nothing about it. Okay, you want to stitch? You need stuff to stitch? Go right ahead. I love you. <laughs> Sit fun. down, have at it, and enjoy yourself. But at the same time, you have absolutely no interest in attending a woodturner's meeting with me. Oh, God, that sounds like a ring of hell. Yeah, see? <laughs> so, you know, we, we both have... While we have the, the, the threads that bind us, mm -hmm. we also have our little bit of separate lives that we enjoy individually. Individually, I think that's from a very healthy other. thing, just in general. And, and that is a healthy thing. I, I think everybody, and, and I think when it comes to kink, it's, it's overthought sometimes. Oh, I agree with that. Okay. I agree with because that. while you have that commonality of whether it be the power exchange, whether it be a, a masochist and sadist, or there's you a know, specific kink that you both really love, or whatever. right? You know, there's there's that that commonality, that core, but 
it's okay to have things exist outside mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. You are not negating your power exchange relationship if you like a kink that the other one doesn't and maybe mm-hmm. engage in that kink on your own or with somebody else. Right. It's uh, like any other, I think your example is perfect. It's like any other interest that you might have as a, a human, okay? You, I used to get very worried about this. Uh, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like the things my partner likes. Does this mean we're incompatible? Well, if I hated everything you liked, maybe, maybe, maybe. (laughs) If I hated your humor and your taste in music and your taste in food and the way you spoke and the way you did this, what the fuck are we doing together? Right. Sex better be really fucking good. (laughs) Um, And even then, for me, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. I need those commonalities. But I do like having a thing I go, What here's what I really like. And I think this is where the core of who we are works regardless of what we're both interested in. Mm -hmm. I go off and do my thing that you could give two shits about. And when I come and show you or tell you about it, yeah, your eyes glaze over a little bit. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You will listen to me. You will celebrate my successes. You'll go, oh, that's great. You'll even ask, have you had a chance to do that thing you love? that's the those are the ties that bind okay so i do think it is worth figuring out going back to that is this kink super important and it's like the monogamy non-monogamy conversation you have with yourself it is okay to think about it and for the answer to be this is the most important kink i have it has to be met or nothing can work Mm -hmm. it is also okay to go huh was a bit of frenzy there i don't think it is that important and maybe there are other things Mm -hmm. um i think i mean i really think that you've you've hit the nail on the head in terms of whether your kinks align or not i think there's just more options than people realize i think that some people will go oh there's one kink that i really like you don't like that okay we're doomed it'll never work Mm -hmm. or the ones that break my heart and i can tell these are people who've been in these situations before but maybe not in kink relationships where the question they're asking is basically so how do i tie myself into knots and accept disappointment because i can't have this thing i want and i'm like (laughs) that's heart-wrenching because i've been that person i've had those conversations with myself in previous relationships i'm like i guess this is how it is i'll just get to let me get used to being miserable um and it is okay to decide that your happiness is important as you know do it mm-hmm. in a in a way that's ethical and moral and not shitty but it's okay to put yourself first i just i i'm here for more introspection in our lives you know um and getting really <sighs> there's a word and it's not coming to me but, but basically doing our best to separate the fantasy of the thing we want mm, from the reality yes. of what it could be. And sometimes yes. somebody will say no to a kink because of what they think it is, not what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you decide you really want that kink because of what you think it is, not what it actually is. And kind of going through all of those things of how important is it? Do we have other common interests that really tie us together? Yeah. Could I get this from somebody else and still be ethical in my relationship? It was like in the beginning when when you asked me, could you be a daddy dom? I knew you laughed your ass off. I laughed my ass off. I was like, "Uh, no. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, how far we've come. Yes, right? That's the other thing to think. Um, If, let's say... You do a pro con <laughs> list, right, of 
what to do in this relationship where a kink doesn't align. And it's more pros than cons. And you're like, okay, it's mm-hmm. worth keep staying together even though we've, we're misaligned on this thing over here. The reality is, is that over time, the relationship's going to change. The power exchange is going to change. Even if you're not making conscious changes mm-hmm. to it, just the ebb and flow of life and where you go in life, where they go in life, how life changes without you requesting the change. Um, the nature of your power exchange will morph over time with that is it better to do it in a conscientious way and make those decisions purposefully yeah but Mm -hmm. life comes out too fast sometimes one day you're like Mm -hmm. you look up and go when was the last time we got kinky together and then you wake up and you make those decisions so i would just say when your kinks don't align it's not always the end of the world do a deep dive into your own motivations and thoughts and feelings have a lot of serious conversations, get creative with the solutions. And I think that, you know, there's a lot less to worry about when you do that. Mm. And also fucking own what's important to you. I saw somebody in the live stream chat say, no, for me, kink is with my husband. It's a part of our relationship. That's how we view it. Cool. And that's, yeah. That's valid. Know yourself well enough to know that. Or be willing to go on the path to learn yourself so that one day you can know that. Um, and then it, those decisions, when they come up, become a little bit easier, a little less fraught. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that's I think that's it. Mm. We hit all my points. Yeah. We went off off the points, but I think we made good points. Yeah. I didn't completely talk over you. <laughs> okay, job done. <laughs> I think pretty much okay. said what um, I had to say. I would absolutely, podcast listeners, YouTube watchers, live stream viewers, mm-hmm. uh, I am so curious to know other people's experiences if you've actually gone mm-hmm. through that process of, oh shit, these kinks don't align. Whether yeah. the relationship worked out or didn't, feel free to reach out, comment, talk to us on social media, wherever, and sh- share what you're comfortable sharing so that other people can see, oh wait, they're there are many ways to deal with this. There's never just one way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, that's it for us. We're going right. to do a bonus section. Yeah. So. All right. So are we good? I'll let others decide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here we go. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Twice, actually. baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Why? What, what, what's so important that you have to talk to the crickets? I have something so big to tell them. How big? Bigger than a basketball? It's actually 9.7 pounds according to the vet. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. Go ahead. Okay, first of all, because uh, I spoiled this a few times, so everybody's like, who was p- listening might be like waiting for this. So our emoji of the week is going to be the cat face. I think there's a cat face with heart eyes. Yes. We're going for that. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the topic. It's fine. It's because <laughs> it's about the bonus section. <laughs> On Saturday, October, whatever that day was, uh, we went to our local county animal shelter and we adopted the most beautiful black cat you've ever seen in your fucking life. No other cat compares. She is the <laughs> best 
ever. And her name is Onyx. And she has gold, not green, eyes. Yeah. And like three little white hairs on her chest. Yes. That the only way I can see them is if I fil- take change the filter on a picture I take and like enhance it. And then I can mm-hmm. see them. And if you're like, wait, what? You got a cat? Uh, if you follow us on that handle I fucking hate on Instagram, <laughs> you can see a picture of Onyx. Mm-hmm. It is the only picture we managed to take because she's a ghost cat who now hates me because I took her to the vet. Hates both of us. She likes you better. Well, yeah. She she's... likes. Well, you're the cat whisperer, and you have yeah. been the cat whisperer. Like, yeah. I mean, there uh, stray cats will come up to you. True. I clearly give off like cat vibes of leave me the fuck alone, and so cats are like, not a problem, bitch. I will leave you the fuck alone. Um, but she's super mad at me because I was the one that took her to the vet, yeah. even though you were the one that put her in the carrier. Yes, I was the one with her for an hour. And, oh, and abandoned her to the very nice vets who thought she was the most beautiful cat they'd ever seen. Mm. I know they did that thing where you tell somebody else that their baby is the most beautiful baby ever and they clearly have seen other cats. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she is two years old. Yeah. She was found as a stray. So we we knew when we were think, considering her, she was going to be skittish and not like immediately warm up anyway because stray cats are kind of like that. Uh, sometimes they're like that forever. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just need time. Um, she looks like she's could still be a kitten who's growing. Yeah. But because she's small. Uh, but the vet said she is 9.7 pounds and that is pretty much perfect. Please don't let her get too much over 10 pounds. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, she's got a loud ass purr. Oh yeah, loud ass purr. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been living in our bedroom to get comfortable, and she's just now starting to venture, venture out, out around the, the house. Yeah. Um, she can be bribed with treats. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that ten pound thing, you know, we're not going to worry about her weight until I get her trust. It's fine. <laughs> um, she. We can't really tell if she's going to be a cuddly cat because she's still just a little too skittish. Mm-hmm. Each of us, I think once before the vet incident, um, we were able to pick her up and she was she tolerated it. Yeah. But the moment she went down, we were like, go for yep. it. Um, I So I've learned I was being I was being too needy yesterday. I wanted her forgiveness for taking her to the vet. <laughs> we had to. It was a requirement of the adoption. Yeah. Um, you have to take them to the vet within the first week. And I was like, I want to get her like in the system. So if anything comes up, I can just go to the vet. Same vet right. we have with Saki. They're amazing. I love them. Um, I've already placed Chewy orders because I love them too. So <laughs> we're just back in business here. Um, but I wanted her to forgive me too much. And so I clearly came across as uh, way too needy. I used to do that with uh, relationships too. And she was like, bitch, you, you are, you, mm-mm, that's, you're too thirsty. You need to calm the fuck down. And so she ignored the shit out of me until I started ignoring her. And then she was like, that's what Hello? you gotta do. I've never been good at playing hard to get. I did yeah. it, but I'm not good at it. And see, last night I went in there and just, she with, loved just, you. just with the intention. Okay. I am going to approach her and whatever happens, happens. And I reached out. She has this thing. And, and they told us at the shelter that it is her way of saying hello and after watching uh, this video last night, this is her particular language. Mm-hmm. She gives off a very tiny hiss. 
Yeah, it's a real, when real you small it, one. It's very small. It, it's very soft. It's not like one of those cat hisses that you see them. They, their mouth is open wide and they're, and they're rearing back. It's just like a little... Yeah, she doesn't bat at you. Her ears don't no. go back. Her eyes don't narrow. Like she just, mm-hmm. yeah. And we we have been watching Jackson Galaxy Cat Daddy partly because he calls himself Cat Daddy. Yeah, I know right. it's not kink energy, <laughs> but to me it's kink energy. So anyway, she, yeah, she she, she, she gives me that little tiny hiss, and I know I can approach, and I I start rubbing her neck. Oh, she loves to have chin. under her chin rubbed, oh, and gosh. and then she's just like. She, Give me more. Before the vet incident that will go down in infamy, um, yeah. she would actually let me rub her tummy. And I'm actually not used to a cat that's comfortable enough. Yeah. Well, the last she, time I had cats, I couldn't do that. She's done that several times with me now when I'm playing. She will just kind of flop on the floor and expose her belly and let me mm-hmm. rub her stomach. Mm-hmm. Now, she has started playing in, in cat fashion with me. Um, she has... She has not, well, other than getting uh, her to the vet. The scratches um, on this man is insane. Yeah. This little cat. Um, she will grab my finger mm-hmm. between her paws. Um, she does put her claws out, but she never, act, never like. No, she doesn't them. sink them in. And then she them pulls in. them in, and she just kind of gives a little, little cat chew. That must be nice. I haven't experienced that yet. Because of the incident. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. No, yeah, I've, I've now gone down a, a, I'd say a rabbit hole, but I guess a cat hole of watching Jackson Galaxy videos mm. on YouTube. I watched a great one about scents and the importance of scent. And now I've got to place a Chewy slash Amazon order so we can allow her to scent soak around here so yeah. she knows it's her house. Um, we have a cat tree put together that put she that doesn't know exists yet. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's going to be here in the office. So I'm not going to lie. There is a possibility that in future episodes, if she does embrace said cat tree, you will hear her in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I never minded anybody hearing Saki in the background. I just knew the cough was really disturbing. Yeah. And if he had barked or snuffled or you know made a noise, I would have been like, we have a dog. Hi, now you know. Um, so yeah, we're trying to be pretty low key with her we're also i think trying to get all the stress out of the way at once which is my justification for why on saturday we're probably going to go look at a dog yeah just saying um (laughs) i know that common wisdom would say wait but we might with her be waiting a couple of months (laughs) um (laughs) and this makes me the most selfish person ever and i don't care i don't want to wait a couple of months if i don't have to for the right dog because I got a dog-shaped hole in my house right now. I need a dog. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But we are. I'm trying to take some like the advice that we get, and it's. I I really like. I really like the cat daddy dude. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna try and do that. Those kinds of things for her. Yeah. Um, to make sure she knows this is her house. Um, yes, we are making sure we only look for dogs that are are known to be okay with cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there is, I need to find some videos about introducing cats and dogs and the best way to do that because I'm happy for her to hole up in our bedroom for a while. Yeah. I don't mind. Um, I kind of like it, even though I now have a perpetual scratchy throat. It's really weird. I didn't think I had allergies <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, my throat is so scratchy. Um, but before 
the incident. Uh, she was actually jumping up on our bed at night, and yeah. she wouldn't settle on our bed, but she would come and she played with my hair, and she, if I wiggled my toes, she'd jump at my toes, and and um, now she'd it, lay at the foot of the bed a little bit. I think and, she might have slept there a little bit. Yeah. Um, it is the energy I get from her is let her approach. Right. I mean, not right now because she's pissed off. So I just bring her treats every so often mm-hmm. and say, I love you. I know I'm overly needy. It's a problem. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But yeah, uh, I, um, I, it was funny. So we were in, not going to lie. I was trying to make the argument in the shelter that we needed to take two cats home. Because her original name was Kit Kat. Onyx fits so much better. I felt mm-hmm. so much better once we came up with that. And then there was this mystery orange cat. They had no temperament is- information. They had no medical history on them. They had no age. They had no name. The paperwork. They didn't even. They didn't even know gender. Yeah, the paperwork. And he's a he. That cat was a big fluffy cat. You, Huge. You could not tell by looking at this cat. What? What? <laughs> but it, that cat was the sweetest baby i was like he was i'm saying he i'm sorry that cat was clearly a cuddler clearly a cuddler and i'm looking between onyx who so onyx what what sold me on onyx was when i went up to her and i'm like oh my god this cat is beautiful she was a little standoffish and i'm like i understand and so i put my fingers in and she didn't swipe or hiss or bat me away she just was like "Mm." and i did another round of the the different cats and then mm-hmm. I went back and I put my fingers in and probably like the third time she went you seem okay and then she played with me and she played with me and she played with me and then I was able to get y'all the boys are with us and get them yeah. to come around and she was standoffish at first and then she played and played and I was like I can respect that I can respect taking a moment to go mm, are you okay the orange cat oh so fluffy uh, didn't need any of that. Was like, oh, your hand is here. Clearly, it is meant for my head. Like, let me just rub myself mm-hmm. on you. Uh, and it was hard. I was like, I would really like to take that big orange cat home. I'm, I'm just saying, I would really like to take that big orange cat home. But also, I'm in love with this black cat. Mm. And then I was like, you know, it's October, the month of Halloween. A black cat is fitting. Also, an orange cat that looks like a pumpkin. Also fitting. Also fitting. I lost that battle. I lost it, but I would have yeah. been, I, I would have been so happy. The shelter will let you adopt two animals at a time, and it was Catterday, so we did not pay an adoption fee. No, uh, we did have to pay a two dollar quote donation for the cardboard box to take her home in, <laughs> which was fine. Um, we used that box to go to the vet. Then we destroyed that box because oh, she, she let her, her feelings be known in that box. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, she really is. I, I don't know that she'll ever be a cuddly cat, but she is a friendly cat when mm-hmm. she's in the mood and that's okay. Um, and I just want to love her and I just want her to let me love her. I'll keep trying to play hard again. I'll keep failing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I can handle it. I can handle it. So yeah, that's our cat mm-hmm. story. Yeah. <laughs> We got anything else going on? Is it just been all cat all week? It's pretty much been cat a week. Cat cat a week. Yeah. Cat a week. Yep. Yep. I. Uh, I. I will. I really will want to make the case at some point, but not right now. For two cats and two dogs, I sent them to Jamie. 
podcast listeners, you cannot see the look on his face. But I, I've said that a few times, and every time he's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he says it with his eyes. He says it with his eyes, but the message is clear. Hi, I love you. Mr. I once had three cats. Look, I'm not trying to be like those people on YouTube who have like 10 cats or 10 dogs or whatever. I'm not. I'm not. See, listen, listen, the live stream chat said they say it's good to adopt two cats. And one of the videos I watched said, if you ever adopt a kitten, adopt two kittens because then they can like play with one another and feed off that kitten energy together. I don't want kittens or puppies at this stage in my life because I just don't have the patience or the time to train. <laughs> <Mr. Spock. laughs> um, I don't have the patience or the time to to devote to a, a baby basically i mean i don't want a human baby at this point so i certainly don't want a floofball baby um but they are my babies i mean onyx doesn't yeah. know it yet she's totally my baby i don't know if the kids know it yet. they've been they have not been they've been supplanted yeah as the baby yeah. which i think the 11 year old be like oh thank god i'm kind of tired of being the baby but yeah and and Missy, yeah, I mean, just from the way when when I give her loving and play with her, you know, she she is very very sweet. She she loves to play. Um, her purr is just, you know, amazing. So I I think she will come around. I think I, so too. I you know she had been in the shelter for two and a half months, and she had been a stray cat a stray that got found before that. And before who knows that. What, what that what, was. You know, nobody, they don't really know what her history is. So, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to take her a little bit of time. But I think once she feels comfortable that she knows, you know, we are the bringers of food, <laughs> for mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. And the cleaners and, of litter. And, and the cleaners of litter. Um, you know, I, I think she will come around. Yeah, and she is, even though she's still clearly pissed off as hell about yeah. the vet visit on Tuesday, yeah. she is... Um, even better than she was on Saturday and Sunday because oh, yeah. she's using the litter box. There were a couple days she was not using the litter mm -hmm. box. Um, we discovered she's a healthy uh, boomer. Boomer. Uh, <laughs> it was a big clumps to pick up. Is all I'm yeah. saying. Um, so she's she's now doing that on a regular basis. She's eating just fine. Mm -hmm. um, you know she's. She, and she's super playful. We've got her a few small toys, um, like the those little crinkly balls and that feather on a string thing. Yes. I, she loves to play I, that. We're going to get her more toys. Don't worry. But. Yeah. Uh, the, the Got her one, like she said, one of those feathers on a stick, and we have one of those tall armoires, and I took and I put, it in the, put the stick in the top drawer so it hangs down. And what's funny, the where it's at, the ceiling fan, it keeps it kind of in a, a constant slow motion. Yeah, it's constantly moving just a little bit. So she's, uh, yeah, she's enamored with that. Oh, yeah. Because she, she just, like, flops down and she's Oh, like, or she'll do go back up on her hind legs and bat at it. And yeah. I'm, when I watch her, I'm like, are you sure you're not still a kitten? Are they sure you're two years old? Because right. to me, she plays like a kitten. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to young pets anymore. Because mm -hmm. the, the last time I had a cat, like 10 years ago, um, that was a indoor-outdoor cat. I'm pretty sure the whole neighborhood was feeding her, which was fine. I didn't have to have a yeah. litter box because she was indoor-outdoor. But every other cat prior to that 
my last strongest memories are of them being old. They just gotten mm-hmm. old, and so they didn't they didn't play like that anymore. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, wow, this is wow, this is nice. Um, so, but. and and less, yeah, the the litter box will become a new chore for the boys. Absolutely. One of the pieces of advice we watched in the video was about actually having multiple litter boxes, even if you just have one or two cats. Mm-hmm. Um, about it's about the scent and them knowing that where they're you know finding places where they've left their mark and their scent yeah. without them peeing all over the stuff. And um, I'm like, oh, good. Why don't we have two? And each kid, you're responsible for that one, and you're responsible yeah. for this one. Um, but yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of pet activity going on yeah. here, and I'm I'm actually like, I'm loving it. Like I'm, you know, when I think of Saki himself, like I get that ache. Like mm, I wish he was here, but I'm yeah. also like excited about the possibility of the future mm-hmm. of what what the next furball will be like yeah. and who they'll be and all that good I stuff. I mean I, I I miss Saki terribly. Mm-hmm. He was such a cute little guy and you know when I when I'd lay down on the love seat to read he would he God, would jump up there and press and himself against your leg, leg you <sighs> know and I had gotten into such a strict routine with him mm-hmm. for his meds and, and taking him out and everything. Um, you know, I, I miss him, but I also feel like there's something missing from the house. From the oh, home. God, yeah. Everything's way too fucking quiet and yeah. too peaceful and too, like, mm, yeah. mm, there's a big old hole. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go look at it, potentially, as long yeah. as she doesn't get adopted this week. We're going right. to go look at uh, yeah. a, a pooch yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Uh, she is a Staffordshire Terrier, six years old, mm-hmm. gray and white, derpy looking. Her photo, yeah. I'm here for derpy dogs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. We shall see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh God, do we just get all the stress for the cat out of the way at once? Or do we wait? And I was like, this ache is for a dog is like, it's getting worse, not better. Yeah. It's not dying down. It's getting stronger. And it's like, mm-hmm, this might mm-hmm. be selfish, but we'll weather it together. It'll be fine. Um, so yeah. Um, in non-cat news, uh, big thank you to, I believe it's Hannah who sent us. Death Wish Coffee? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yes. So if you want, we got some Death Wish Coffee. We're never going to blink again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. We love mail. We love mail. A uh, big thank you to Path Girl who sent us a very sweet gift um, after we lost Saki that I've got mm-hmm. one of those items now up on our big main bookcase in the living room. Yeah. Picture of Saki and a really sweet poem. And so we've gotten some really sweet and nice packages from folks. Thank you yeah. all for that. Um lessons were learned today. I was at the post office. I needed a bunch of stamps. I'm doing a lot of get out the vote postcards and letters and stuff. And in the next week or so is when they all have to start getting mailed out. So I was making sure I had enough postage. And I was like, oh, well, I'm here at the post office before they actually open. Let me go to the self-serve kiosk. And then I don't have to interact with the person and be a little safer. We know I don't like people, but it was a safer (laughs) thing. I'll just get stamps from the kiosk. And so the uh, letter stamps come out on a sheet, like 
what, 10 at a time or something? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I see in the kiosk, oh, you can buy postcard stamps. <laughs> now, I have 200 postcard stamps. They're on a roll. And I was like... I wonder if they'll print these on a sheet. They do it with the forever stamps. Clearly, the, why wouldn't they do it with the little postcard stamps? <laughs> no, no, I needed 100 postcard stamps. They printed them individually. And I stood at the kiosk for 10 minutes while 100 postcard stamps were printed. And they don't look like cute little stamps. And I didn't expect them to look like cute little stamps. I thought they might look like forever stamps, sort of. Um... Lessons were learned. Next time, I'll just wait the 10 fucking minutes and go buy the roll of postcard stamps. I, I walk in the door. I've got Starbucks coffee for both of us because I was near the post. I went to the post office. I was near the near Starbucks. The Starbucks. It, and yeah, I, it's inevitable. I'm pulling out with my, my purse and everything, and I pull out this wad of individual loose stamps, and I'm just like, lessons were learned. <laughs> and I chuckled. Yes. And I, I chuckled. Uh, we have, weirdly, I've talked about, you know, Sending postcards to people to urge them to vote. I am not going to tell anybody who the hell to vote for, but I would urge you, if you are American and have the legal right to vote, to please exercise that right. Mm -hmm. Your choice is your choice. Even if you're like, I don't want to vote for president. Okay, vote for your local stuff. Okay, vote for your state stuff because I'm just, I'm going to urge you. I'm going to yeah. say, please, please, whoever you vote for, just go out and vote. Um, my big thing is what I've been in my little personal things I've had to write. I've been saying one vote sounds like a really small number, but if everybody votes, you are not the only one who feels the way you feel about something. Mm -hmm. and all those votes then add, add up. up. Yeah. And quite frankly, if the majority of our voting population voted, I think that would send a powerful message to politicians everywhere to, to be on alert because more of us are voting. Mm -hmm. So... We are, our early voting here in Florida starts October 19th. Yeah. The best advice I got, because early voting has been so popular right now around the country and places where it's available, is not to go the first day because there are lines on the first day. So I'm thinking like the second or third day, we'll go then, but we will definitely take advantage of early voting. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I think if you use a mail-in ballot, that's cool. I feel very uncomfortable here in the state of Florida. <laughs> Yeah. With the things I've seen, I'm just like, mm, I'm going to just go in person and wear my mask and it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think whatever way you can do it safely, that you feel safest doing it. If you're yeah. going to vote, just please vote. Um, so, um, Aria asked if postcard stamps are different than regular stamps. They are. There's a price difference. So a forever stamp right now or a regular postage stamp is 55 cents. Postcard stamps are 35 cents right now. Um, and um, Mr. Spock asked if it would be worth looking into the printing stamps and postage on demand services. It, it would. <laughs> I technically have an account now for like stamps.com through JB's new shop that will be unveiled next week. Mm -hmm. And um, I probably could have done that. I don't have enough experience where I could have just gone and fucking done that. <laughs> um, and yes, Mr. Spock, do not do not uh, tease me with talk of a Dymo label printer. I want one so fucking bad that I've got two. Uh, John Brownstone has a shop goals that I'm hoping will get to occur over Christmas. I want to buy a uh, label shipping label printer maker do lolly so I don't have to print regular paper, cut out the label, use tape. To, I want a I want a sticky label. I want a sticker. My other is a, a cricket um, <laughs> <laughs> for maybe doing actual stickers, not shipping labels. So yes, I'm here for a Dymo 
label maker. But right now in non-holiday season, they're like 300 plus, uh, yeah. the, the one I want. So last year, Black Friday, the label I want at Staples, normally $316 was 167 and I slept on that shit and I'm not sleeping on that shit again. If I see it at that price, I am buying it at that price because I want one. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you're legally allowed to vote in the United States, please vote. Mm -hmm. um, yes, uh, lessons were learned at the post office, uh, mostly that I just need to be fucking patient. Yeah. <laughs> I could have gotten cute fucking stamps if I just waited 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, we have a cat in our life. Uh, I find it hilarious that the topic, we managed to keep it shorter than usual and we yeah. made up for all the time in the bonus section. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Talking about a cat. <sighs> so, um, yeah, I think, right. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're looking at the time. You got a hot date? Yeah, I do. Thank you for calling me hot. No, I gotta go pick up the little one in a, in a did I just say thank you for calling me hot and the first word you said was no? I mean, the rest of whatever you said after that is becomes irrelevant. I go, oh, thank you. No. <laughs> Look, I want my cat, cat to love me and clearly I would like my daddy dom to love me. I do love you, baby. You sure about that? I do love you, baby girl. It's debatable. Oh, no, no debate about it. I love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, daddy. Okay, we have babbled on. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for being here. If you yep. made it uh, to the live stream, thank you for listening or watching later. Um, quick reminder, August, not August, Jesus, October 22nd, <laughs> we'll do... We'll do our Wednesday, October 21st live stream yep. podcast recording, and then we'll do a separate one on the um, following Thursday. Yes. Um, so podcast listeners, next week you'll get two podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. um, but if you really are like, I do not want to hear y'all talk about shit you're selling, you can skip it. That's why we're doing it right. that way. It's okay. I mean, yep. my feelings will be hurt, so please don't tell me that you're skipping it. Um, <laughs> I might cry. There'll be some baby girl pouts. It'll be really sad and awful. So, you know, maybe you should just listen to it or watch it, even if you don't give a shit. Don't make the baby girl sad. I mean, really, just don't. I think that's that's a good uh, <laughs> life rule. Yeah. I, I feel like your life will be easier if you just don't. <laughs> okay, we're going to go. We love you guys. Thank yep. you so much for being with us uh, this week again. Next mm -hmm. week, we'll come to you with some other randomly, vaguely kinky topic because it's October. Yeah. Why the fuck not? Um, and yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.